Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm Eliana Palomino, a proud Greek American, former Miss Teen America, corporate sales leader turned entrepreneur, mother, and wife. And I believe that we are made for more. But without the right tools, mindset, or support system to help us grow, that potential never gets unleashed. And that, my friends, is a life unlived. This show is all about expanding your mindset, unlocking your potential, and learning from the best on how to elevate your life, business, and relationships. Set your intentions, and like we say in Greek, Bame, let's go. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to share with you an incredible guest and conversation today that was all about nervous system regulation. And if you're a regular here on the show, you know we're all about healing. We're all about becoming aware of ourselves and how can we better ourselves? What are the tools in the toolbox that we can pull from to really help us navigate through life's different trials and tribulations through the resistance that we all experience? How do we navigate that with more ease and more peace so we can have more joy in our life? And so if you're new to the show, that's what we're about here. If you're an OG, then you know this is what we got going on. And today we have a very special guest, Kate Vasquez, who is a practitioner, mentor, speaker, and author. She's the founder of Radiant by Design, which blends functional medicine, human design, and nervous system regulation for a unique approach that cultivates a deeper healing of the mind, body, and spirit. She guides women to overcome stress and physical imbalances in their body so they can have the courage to embrace the radiance of who they truly are. And let me tell you, in the conversation, we really dissected the nervous system and how it applies to our life in a really practical way, whether you're a mom, a wife, a daughter, a friend, it it comes down to how you show up and the responses that you have and how to keep that outcome that you want in the forefront of all the ways that you show up. Easier said than done, I know, but it was so good and so much value packed in the conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it and share with us what your takeaways were afterwards on social. So you guys, without further ado, I can't wait for you to dive into this conversation and share with us what it is that you learned and how you're going to be applying the tips that we shared going into the upcoming season. Kate, welcome to the show. So excited to have you here. Hi, Eliana. I'm just so honored and blessed to be here and having this conversation today, which is just so exciting. Can't wait to dive in. Me too. When we met, we were just sort of like chit-chatting and we were in the midst of a conference. So we couldn't really chit-chat too much, but we knew there was something there to uncover. And when we had our conversation afterwards and really just diving in and connecting, we 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 clearly saw what what was happening. <laughs> it yeah. needed to turn into an episode because what you do is so profound. It is healing and helping so many women out there. And I think your story is so unique as well, coming from the functional medicine side and then transitioning into more of the healings and different modalities that you've been tapping into. And specifically, we're going to be chatting about the nervous system regulation, but I would love for you to peel back those layers and really share kind of your journey and what led you into what you do now. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely been a journey. <laughs> that's for sure. 
And that's one thing that I realized, like, we're all here on a journey. We each have our own path and we don't know where this path is going to lead us. We have these big dreams and visions of where we think we're going to go, but then life takes different turns (laughs) and you're like, in the middle of those turns and those moments, it's, it's challenging. There's a lot of trials. And you're just like, what the heck is going on? I don't understand. Um, but once you move through them, then you're like, oh, I understand now. Because all these challenges and trials that we go through are just shaping us, molding us um, to step into the people that we need to be to just turn around and serve others. And so it's definitely been just a beautiful, incredible journey. And Um, To give a little background, I started off in Western medicine as a physician assistant because in high school, I learned about anatomy and I just fell in love with the body because, I mean, if you really think about it, how we were intricately designed, like God designed this beautiful body that works in such a way that we don't even have to think about, (laughs) you know, it's like we don't even have to think about breathing. We don't have to think about our heart pumping. It just does it for us. And I just, I love learning about the body and I knew I wanted to help people, especially if we didn't feel well, because I had my own issues at the time, which just continued to get worse. But of course, as a high performance achiever, type A personality, not sure if um, you resonate with that if you're listening to this episode, because I've met a lot of women along the way who are the same. But yeah, um, growing up, striving to, yeah, um, you know, make all A's and to, get through school and to, yeah, basically the checklist of life, right? Get a job and get married and have kids and do all the things, you know, we create our success lists, right? So, um, so yeah, I jumped into Western medicine to become a PA because I really wanted to help people to heal. But what I learned after about five, six years of being in medicine is that I wasn't really helping people. What I learned in medicine was like, okay, if someone has symptoms and illnesses and you know, these are the medications that you prescribe, but it never really helped people to get better. It may have masked their symptoms in the moment, but then more stuff would pop up. It never really got to the root. And so um, I ended up coming across Dr. Mark Hyman. He's a functional medicine practitioner. Actually, I believe like he paved the way, was like a big pioneer in functional medicine. And so when I came across him online, I started learning about functional medicine, like it gets to the root cause all the body systems are integrated because in Western medicine, it's like they separate all the systems. You know, you have gut issues, you go to gastroenterologist, you have a headache, you go to the neurologist, but in functional medicine, they're like, okay, well, if you have migraines, if you have gut issues, like it's all related. So let's actually look at the body as a whole and figure out what's really going on instead of just giving you a pill and be like, okay, take this and you'll feel better. (laughs) You know. So I was like, that's how I want to practice medicine. So I dove right in, um, started getting my certification through the Institute for Functional Medicine. And of course, once my eyes were opened to a different way of medicine, I was just like, okay, I, I need to get out. <laughs> I need to get out. So I started my own practice at the same time because I'm like, I don't want to be in Western medicine. It, and it felt like I was living two lives in a way. I was starting my own business and then going to work at full time, living two lives. And I just wanted to be more holistic and focus on food as medicine and supplements and herbs and things to help bring the body back into balance, focus on getting good quality sleep and extra and all these different things that we all know what to do, but for some reason, you know, it's hard to do and we'll dive Mm -hmm. into that why. But, um, so yeah, so I started my own practice, eventually was able to go into it full time. Um, and in that process, I also healed myself. I had gut issues, um, when I was in college, a lot of constipation, bloating and gas migraine since I was a child, 
I also experienced anxiety, um, also was on birth control for acne. So when I was a teenager, um, yeah, had a lot, a lot of acne, got put on birth control, which helped. So in a way, it's like, okay, if it helped, that means there was something there. It was hormonal, but of course, birth control just doesn't really, again, address the root cause, just mask the symptoms. So uh, through functional medicine, I was able to heal my gut. I pulled out foods that were uh, affecting my gut, like gluten, um, tomatoes, beef. Those were common foods that really caused a lot of uh, gas and bloating and then uh, took different supplements and herbs and things like that to heal. I also had high cortisol levels because of all the stress, <laughs> just being, again, high performance achiever, stress from school, stress from life, um, so many different stressors. Actually, at the same time, I'm like, you know, working as PA, it was also a very stressful environment and just so much um, pressure and demand to like not make a mistake and make sure like I'm documenting and giving people the right things, you know, and also there was just a lot of personal stress going on in my life. My parents did not except my husband when I was dating him at the time. And then we ended mm -hmm. up getting married. So it was just a lot of stress and um, had high cortisol, which again, also going to doctors in Western medicine, they're like, the migraines are a result of stress, but no one ever mm -hmm. taught me how to adapt to stress. And so uh, through functional medicine, healed my gut. And then when I came off of birth control, my hormones went crazy. So I had to support my hormones naturally. And I was able to lower mm -hmm. cortisol, but I still had anxiety. I still had migraines. So functional medicine has been really, really powerful tool in helping me to get to the root cause of a lot of the issues, a lot of imbalances I was feeling physically in my body, but mentally, emotionally, there was still a lot going on there. Cause I knew that it, there was something more than just changing my diet, getting sleep and just doing like yoga and, and meditation to help resolve the migraines. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. those things can work for some people. People have been able to get rid of like migraines, for example, doing that. But for me, I knew there was a lot more and that's where the nervous system regulation came into, into play. Cause I realized like, yeah, all my life, I've just been putting all the stress on myself and it all started in the mind, you know, all the thoughts, all the beliefs that I had accumulated and that um, impacted my body. It sent my body into survival. So while mm -hmm. I was, yeah, in Western medicine, not only was did I have gut issues and anxiety migraines, I also just was physically just exhausted. And so when we start tuning into the body and recognizing, okay, what does it look like when our body's in survival? I was definitely a classic sign when, yeah, there's just all these imbalances, the body's not functioning optimally. And I really had to dig deeper. Okay. What's, what's going on with my nervous system and how to really get to a place where I can finally get rid of the migraines and anxiety that I was experiencing. So that's what led me to, yeah, diving into learning more about the nervous system. Wow. That is a, a journey in itself because most people would think it's good enough to just start to feel better. And the, the purpose of life isn't just to feel better. It's to feel amazing. And yes, once you start to recognize that the body does work as a whole, and I love that you kind of laid that framework because it's so true. The Western medicine doesn't 
look at the body as a whole. If you have gut issues, well, there's something wrong with your stomach, you know, not necessarily what are you eating? What does your diet look like? How are you sleeping? Or, you know, really what are you ingesting? All those different things that come up in the functional med conversation. Um, so I love how this journey took you on. It, it showed you all the different layers of healing that there is. And when it came down to it, you're like, no, wait, there's, there's one more thing here. And that is the nervous system. And so I too suffered from anxiety and I had extremely high cortisol many years ago and kind of stopped drinking as much coffee back then. And now I'm really <laughs> intentional when I have my coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I do have racing thoughts all the time and I can't sit still. So coffee probably doesn't help me, even though I have a cup right next to me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I'm i aware of it. So it's not like I'm unaware. <laughs> um, but I, I just love how you piece everything together and you become so passionate about it now when you help women really uncover these layers within themselves and take it piece by piece. So what would your definition of the nervous system be? Like, how do, how can I know what's my nervous system reacting or acting up versus anxiety or stress? Like, how would you identify it? Oh yeah, definitely. That's such a great question. And before I dive in, I want to, yeah, say something about the coffee because I too was drinking coffee back then to prevent a migraine. And so when I did the testing for my adrenals, I had high cortisol levels, but also re realized um, the coffee was giving me indigestion. And so once I stopped drinking the coffee, I realized at the time I would have hot flashes within an hour of drinking coffee. Once I stopped drinking the coffee, the indigestion went away, the hot flashes went away. <laughs> and I do believe like it really also helped. I mean, it wasn't the only thing that caused high cortisol levels, but it does stimulate our adrenals. So yeah, think about, you know, all the stressors that we have and then other things that we're adding, like stimulants, like caffeine, um, all these things are, yeah, driving up our cortisol. And then, yeah, we're just on edge and we're anxious. Yeah, we are go, go start going into overthinking. So all these things definitely impact that. But um, as far as the nervous system, for me, it's like the best way to describe it. I like to use an analogy. Think of like the brain in our nervous system so our brain our spinal cord and all the nerves coming out like the brain is the motherboard and then coming out are all the electrical wires and the brain sends signals you know through the electrical wires out to every organ every cell in our body and what goes through those electrical wires it's electricity and what is electricity it's energy and so <laughs> the nervous system just really understanding, you know, how it's operating. There's many different nervous systems that we have. It's obviously in the brain is the central nervous system. And then we have um, a couple other nervous systems branching out of that. But the one I like to zoom in and focus on is the peripheral nervous system, meaning the one that just comes out, branches out and affects every organ system. And within that is two different systems. It's the parasympathetic, which I call the flow state. It's our rest and digest state when we're just calm and relaxed. And um, then we have the other system, which is the sympathetic or the fight or flight or what I call survival. And that was the state that I was living in because, again, going back to when God created our bodies back in the day, our ancestors, um, they needed a, a mechanism to protect them. And that was our nervous system. It was constantly scanning for threats. And when there wasn't any threat, they were able to 
just um, be relaxed, come into community and enjoy time together. But then when they were out hunting or when they were being attacked by a tribal enemy, they had to go into survival. They had to protect themselves, either fight or run away. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's the main goal of our nervous system is, is to, it's there to, to protect us, to keep us safe. The problem is, is that we're not living (laughs) in, in those times anymore. It's that we're, we are in a modern day society when everything seems like a perceived threat. (laughs) So, Mm. um, all these little stressors that I was talking about, like, you know, for me back in the day, you know, I had work as a stress. I went through school. That was a stress. I had personal things that were happening in my life as a stress. And, um, all these things were compounding. And then once I jumped into owning my own business and my own practice, starting that, like not having any business degree, um, I was like, how do I even run a business? And I remember, um, and I, I think I shared this story with you. It's like, I was at a date with destiny event with Tony Robbins when God put in my heart to go start my own functional medicine practice. And I was like, um, me, I don't know anything about business. And I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> so of course, naturally, I'm going to go into sympathetic because I'm just like, just that fear of just not knowing what to do. And so it, it was a lot to just um, learn about how to start a business, how to run a business, how to show up in a different way than what I was doing before. So all these stressors tend to compound on themselves. And it keeps us stuck in this in this survival state. And when we're in the state, what happens is the nervous system then sends signals out to keep us there because it needs a lot of energy. It needs a lot of resources to keep us going, to keep us surviving. And so when I was in that state, um, all the muscles in my upper uh, upper body, like my neck, shoulder, and upper back were constantly tight and tense. I remember going to the massage therapist and they're constantly massaging this one little area in my left trap in my shoulder and it just felt like a rock and I'm like yeah yeah and I'm like it's because of stress but again no one ever taught me how to adapt to stress mm-hmm. and it got to a point where I had so much pain and tension in my neck I was waking up with pain and um, sometimes the muscles would go into spasm and I didn't realize at the time, but I had chronic neck pain, didn't want to admit it, (laughs) but uh, I started seeing a chiropractor who helped relieve it. But with chiropractics, what they do is when they do an adjustment, it sends your body out of sympathetic back into parasympathetic. And yeah, all the muscles would relax, but then within a few hours or even the next day, I was right back into that contracted state. So when we're in that sympathetic state, you know, you have to think about when we are preparing to fight or run away, the muscles are going to get contracted. And that's the only way to be able to fight or run away. We have to prime mm. our muscles. And so when that happens, also our adrenals fire up because we got to release cortisol. That's going to give us the energy. Glucose is going to go up so we can fuel our muscles, but signals are also going to slow down to our digestive tract. So that's why I had a lot of digestive issues because I wasn't breaking down digesting food. It also slows down signals to our reproductive organs. So a lot of women that I work with tend to have a lot of hormonal issues, PMS, irregular periods, infertility, things like that, because their progesterone levels start to drop. So when cortisol's up, progesterone drops. And so that mm-hmm. yeah, causes a lot of issues with our hormones. And so, yeah, a lot of women don't realize like when we're constantly in this sympathetic survival state, how it impacts our health. But also, you know, going back to like, how do you know if it's anxiety or if it's our nervous system? Well, 
anxiety is an emotion that we feel, but it's also something we feel physically in our body when we are in a sympathetic state. So I do believe like anxiety is a byproduct of that. So what I like to talk about is like different emotions that we will feel when we're in survival versus flow state. So when we're in survival, we're going to feel low vibrating emotions such as anxiety, fear, worry, overwhelm, frustration, anger, bitterness, resentment, um, sadness. We're all, we're going to feel those emotions when we're in that state. Um, but the opposite of that is the flow state. So when we're in a flow state physically, we're going to feel so much different because we now have signals going to our digestive tract. That's why it's called rest and digest because we're able to relax and digest our food and our adrenals are calmer. You know, it's not pumping out the cortisol. Our muscles are more relaxed. We're able to have better, better periods. Um, we don't have a lot of reproductive mm-hmm. issues. Women are able to conceive better in this state. Cause if you think about it, you know, we're not built to conceive when we're in survival, when we're trying to just survive and, and fight for our life. We're going to conceive better when we're relaxed, when we're mm-hmm. calm. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the emotions that are associated of being in a flow state are love, happiness, gratitude, peace, joy. Like these are high vibrating emotions. So going back to energy. So remember, energy is flowing through from brain to our nervous system and throughout all our organs, I do believe like, you know, our, I mean, emotions are basically energy in motion. So whatever state we're in, if we're in a sympathetic survival state or a, in a calm flow state, parasympathetic state, we're going to feel the emotions associated with that state. So that's how we're going to know what state we're in. And, um, and we're going to feel it physically differently in our body. So, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm talking about these emotions, you know, start tuning in an example I like to, or, and something I like to walk my clients through is like, okay, think of something that's overwhelming you right now. You know, what is a thought that you've had recently and you just felt that overwhelm in your body? And what does that feel like? You know, does it feel, do you feel strong? Or do you feel weak? Do you feel light or do you feel heavy? You know, do you feel energized or do you feel tired? So how does that feel physically in your body? Well, you're probably going to feel weak, heavy, and tired (laughs) if you're feeling Mm -hmm. overwhelmed (laughs) and everything's going to be tight and tense in the body. Um, But then think about something that, you know, that brings love. Think of a time or have a thought that is around love. And how does that feel in your body? You're going to feel strong. You're going to feel light. You're going to feel energized you're going to feel calm and relaxed. So mm-hmm. our emotions, um, well, I should say our thoughts is what sends the signals out and affects our body, our nervous system, which therefore translates into a feeling that we feel. Hey, hey, you guys, popping in here real quick for you all. As some of you may know, I was in corporate finance and still like to maintain the inside scoop on things. So naturally, when I found out there was a tax credit for the time lost in business during COVID, specifically for entrepreneurs and 1099 contractors, I had to make it known on the show for you guys. If you were a 1099 contractor or had your own LLC as a solopreneur or had a small team, claimed $15,000 or more during 2020 or 2021 or both, you could be eligible for up to $32,000 back. If you have children and claim them as your dependents, you could actually qualify 
for more. When I first heard about this, I was shocked that it was not being shared more publicly, so I had to bring it to you guys. The application process is super easy and takes about 10 minutes to do. Then after you upload your documents, a specialist will reach out to confirm if anything is missing and the amount you qualify for. This applies to real estate agents, folks in network marketing, hairdressers, nail artists, contractors, solopreneurs, freelancers. If that's you, click the link in the show notes to apply and find out how much you can qualify for today. If that's not you, but you still want to spread the message with those you think could qualify, click the link to become an affiliate and share your link with your community today. Now, back to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much that has come up for me. And it's interesting that you talked about the different states of the nervous system and going back and forth and how to identify the state that you're in. And it, it led me back to the, 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 the trail of our thoughts have so much of an impact because you're asking yourself, well, how do you feel? Well, how you feel is a pattern based on how you've shown up in the past when it comes to this particular thing that's come up for you. It's just by nature, by habit, this is how I feel. And by habit, that feeling formed at some point. And so now it's this condition that you have. This is like your baseline. So whenever this thing comes up, this is how I automatically feel. How do you work with people to shift that? Because it's a programming, it's a conditioning. You've set that ceiling that this is how you feel when this comes up. But that's not necessarily true. That's just what you've told yourself is true. Yeah, absolutely. It's You're so right. And, and that's what I started to learn and identify. And actually, yes, I was doing meditation before, but I started to use meditation as a tool to get really curious as to what's going on. Like, why am I feeling this way? And so I realized like, yeah, there were limiting beliefs and there were patterns and conditioning that I had to really start identifying. Cause it's like, if we want things to change in our life, we have to really start pulling apart the different pieces. And what I realized is like, okay, I knew I was in survival when I was reacting. So there's like different stress response types when we're under stress. And so when I get my clients to identify, okay, when we're triggered, for example, you know, what, what do we do? Do we go into fight where we get very defensive and try to prove that we're, we're right. And the other person's wrong. Or do we go into flight where we're like, okay, I'm just feeling like so overwhelmed right now. I need to numb what I feel. So I'm going to go eat a bunch of food or I'm going to drink a glass of wine, wind down, or I'm just going to start scrolling on social media. Or are we going to go into uh, uh, freeze where we're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed right now. I just, I can't even do anything. I can't even respond to this right now. I can't even like, you know, approach that person. Like I just need to run away and just like, like do nothing for, for a moment. Or are we going to go into fawn where it's like, oh wow, I just, I feel so bad around what happened. I need to re- like start apologizing. Like I'm, I can't believe like I made them feel this way. So I'm just going to over apologize. Mm-hmm. And what can I do to make this better? Now I'm going to like try to people please and to um, rectify the situation just so that person isn't mad at me anymore. So it's like, what do we do when we're triggered and how are we responding and identifying the pattern? Just like you said, what is the pattern? like? And then um, 
then like I recognize, okay, I'm starting to react. My first response would usually go uh, be or fight where I would get very, very defensive. And so then I would like take a pause, take a pause and go sit down in meditation and start identifying, pulling apart. Like, okay, why did I react? I started to identify like the reason why I was triggered was because of limiting beliefs. There are three core limiting beliefs that we are carrying around, that we're living our life um, based on these beliefs. One, I'm not worthy. Two, I'm not good enough. Or three, I am not loved. And so I realized like every time I was triggered, it was pointing back to one of these beliefs. It was activating that belief. That's why, of course, I got triggered because I'm like, oh, if my husband said something, for example, because I got triggered by him a lot. I realized most of the time it's because I felt like I wasn't good enough. And then mm. I dug in even deeper and realized, oh, well, I felt that way because, again, yeah, linking it back to something that happened to my past. I'm like, oh, when this happened when I was a child, I didn't feel like I was good enough. So, of course, the brain is keeping record of it. And anytime someone says something very, very similar to, like, for example, what your parents said or what your teacher said, it's activating that core belief, I'm not enough. So now you're going to react and respond and prove like, nope, you're wrong. I am good enough. And here's why. And so once I started to unpack that, I realized the biggest thing was awareness. Be aware, like, okay, and, and tuning in. Be aware, okay, what's happening right now? Tuning in, how am I feeling? And recognizing the pause because between uh, a reaction or a trigger and a response, is 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 a gap so whenever we mm -hmm. are actually excuse me let me restate that i think it's between a stimulus and a response there's a gap and so if you can recognize this gap and take a pause that can be really really powerful however it's hard to do because again we're so conditioned to just automatically respond and react <laughs> that just taking that pause is going to be difficult at the beginning but it's a practice and it's a process the more you can you know, like you said, take that moment and take a couple deep breaths, which is really powerful because sometimes we can't just like break away. Um, but if we can just pause and take a couple deep breaths in that moment, it's enough to like sit there and process, okay, like right now I'm being triggered instead of, yeah, saying something that I probably don't mean and it's not true. Let me take a moment and see how I can respond in a different way. And practicing these tools have been really, really powerful. Like I had a client, for example, her son acted out and was misbehaving and she got triggered and she actually took a moment to just go to her room for a second so she could calm herself down before she reacted towards her son. And she was telling me when she did that, went to her room, she could um, hear her son asking her husband, like, where did mommy go? What happened? He's like, well, you were misbehaving. So she had to take a moment. And then he came into the room and he apologized for how he was behaving and just that simple you know gesture and also just communicating with your kids too like letting them know like hey you know you you were misbehaving or you weren't doing this or what you were doing resulted in this um you know action from the other person helping them to understand they're really really smart and they can they can you know realize like oh okay maybe maybe I should go and apologize because if you go and react of course they're going to react back you know, the energy that we put out is going to come right. And that's what I learned. If I like reacted towards my husband and got defensive, oh, he was going to become defensive right back. So mm -hmm. in order for me to break that pattern, I had to start responding in a different way from a place of love. And then he started to react less. 
and we started to communicate better. And so, yeah, with my client, you know, instead of reacting towards her son, her son reacting back, she had a, she took a moment to pause so she can respond in a different way, which resulted a different action and different outcome from her son who came and apologized. And it's so, it's so powerful. So just that simple. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, do, it goes to show everything is a chain of reaction and that you do have the power to choose how you react, how you respond. And I'll never forget when I, when it occurred to me, because these things aren't really taught, you know, to you by your parents or your friends, like no one talks about it, especially, you know, back then. Now we talk about it in casual conversation, but back then we didn't. And it occurred to me, hold on, wait, I can choose how I respond to things. Mm -hmm. Like, so you mean to tell me I don't have to be upset. I don't have to be angry. I don't have to get defensive. Although that's what comes up to me naturally and instinctually, I don't have to do that because I know the outcome of that. And it's not necessarily what I want. So if what I want is obtainable, I just have to work backwards. And that thought process and me starting to engage in with life in that way, in my friendships and my relationships, now in my marriage, it's made all of the difference because I keep the outcome of what I want in, in the forefront. Your reaction is a short-term satisfaction because you want to fight back and feel validated, but it's not going to give you the long-term outcome of what you actually want. It's going to create more disconnect, more distance. It's going to break the trust. It's going to break the seal of love and, and that vulnerability to hold that sacred space, that safe space. And instead, you're going to get all this other crap that you don't want. (laughs) And so I love that example you gave with the children because kids are so delicate. They, you know, you, you shut them down one, two, three, four, five times. Then you're going to have years of disrespect. They're going to be lying to you. They're not going to be honest with you anymore. They're not going to come to you you know, just because, because you've shunned them and you shut them down so many times. And I've, I've been on the other side of that coin. So I know what that feels like. And so it's so interesting now as a mom myself, I'm, I've already met my, my threshold, you know, going through the, the newborn phase, the infant phase. Now we're in emerging in the toddler phase. And I've met myself at this, you know, at this version of me where I get to choose and how beautiful is it that the choice is presented to me and the outcome is going to determine how my son then reacts to me, but then also what he's learning and how to form his own nervous system around these moments of friction or resistance. So that's what life is about. Life is learning how to navigate moments of resistance. And something I learned recently on the nervous system is how important a mother's role is because you basically set the foundation for your children's nervous system from zero to seven, which is why those early years are so critical. They say a kid's personality is formed at that early age, but so Mm -hmm. is their nervous system and how they're absorbing from you, how you react, how you respond to things. And, you know, I love that that mother took that moment because it showed her son, it allowed him to infuse love into the conversation. And, that also came up for me is that anything other than love will never feel good. 
Anything other than infusing love will never feel good. It may feel good in the short time to get that, like I said, ego validated, but it's not going to give you the outcome of what you want to, to feel love, to feel encouraged, okay. to feel seen. And mm -hmm. I also like what you said, just touching on, you know, that the kids are very smart. It's just like you said at the beginning, like we don't have to tell our body how to breathe. I don't have to tell my son, you know, how, you know, like he already has his own set of energy and wisdom that he's come with. And it's a matter of tapping into that by the way he sees me tap into my own and vice versa. So it's just so beautiful. I, I love it. Oh. I love it all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and then just say, yeah, that kids are literally mirrors of, of, of their parents. And I realized that a lot of the patterns I had taken on were exactly the same patterns that my mom had. So whenever she was, you know, stressed out, felt like things were out of her control. And that's what I realized. A lot of the times I was reacting was because I felt like I was out of control and it was, yeah, she would freak out. She would get anxious and overwhelmed. And I was like, wow. And it's crazy because the words you never want to hear from your spouse is you're acting like your mother. <laughs> Yes. And that's what I heard the first couple of years. And I was like, no, I am not like her. But I had to really stop and be like, oh, I actually, yeah. But it's not because I was meaning to be like her. It was just such an automatic condition pattern. It was just coming through me. But the good news is, is that once I started, again, awareness, awareness is key, becoming aware of the pattern. And once you're aware of the pattern, you can change it as simple as changing the thoughts because then the thought then changes how you feel, which changes how you react or respond. It's as simple as that. Now, it sounds simple, but it's harder than that because, again, it's, it's conditioned. But if you just focus on, you know, shifting the thought as soon as you have a thought or at least noticing, if anything, notice, OK, when I think this, how do I feel in my body and how I'm going to react or respond? And then you work from there. Okay, next time I think this, what's a different thought I can think? And you can shift that. And mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, recognizing, you know, as, as parents, because I don't have kids yet, but I'm grateful for the work that I've done because I know now, okay, once I have kids, I'm like, I'm going to be very mindful of how I react and respond around them because they're going to be picking up. And it's true. Yeah, from zero to seven, all they have is a subconscious mind. So they're filtering in everything that you're doing. Um, but the good news is, is that if your kids are older than that, you can still shift and change the patterns, which will still have an impact on them. Because I have another client who um, had this bracelet, it was Amethyst bracelet of hers, and it was her favorite. And in the past, when she would like lose it, she would freak out and react. And um, I think her youngest daughter is uh, in high school. Recently, a couple months ago, she lost that same bracelet. But because of the work she's been doing on regulating her nervous system, she was very calm and she became detached from it and was like, well, if I lost it, I lost it. You know, it's probably time that we're, we're disconnected from it. You know, it's like she was okay mm -hmm. with losing the bracelet, even though it was her favorite bracelet in the past. Yeah. Reacted, freaked out. But this time she did not And her daughter saw that, got to see yeah. the shift and the change. Like she broke the pattern around the same bracelet. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. even if your kids are older, you know, you can still, break the patterns and, and, and choose to react and respond in such a different way. 100%. I always say there's nothing more important than your peace. 
Protecting your peace is by far the most important work you will ever do, no matter what it is in your life that's happening in your day. And it's interesting for my husband, this comes up for me. He loves washing his cars and keeping his cars in pristine condition and cleanliness. And um, he'll, you know, has the whole setup to wash them in the driveway, dry them. I mean, the neighbors coming by saying, Hey, you want to do my car too? Like he loves it. And and then we live in Florida. And what happens in Florida almost every other day? It yeah, rains. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and all that hard work, you know, that entire afternoon of blood, sweat, and yeah. tears, it's 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 dirty again. It's raining again. Or the one time we go out to drive, it's, it starts to rain. And we just watched. So it would always bog him down and always make him mm-hmm. feel, you know, some type of way. And then eventually, at some point, he just accepted the fact that, it is what it is. It, it just is what it is. And I can choose mm-hmm. t- to make something about it, make something up about it, make something of it, hold on to it, carry it on to the rest of my day, or I can accept it just is what it is. I didn't do it because I knew it was not going to rain or it was going to rain. I did it because it makes me feel good. I enjoy right. this, you know, and then whatever happens afterwards you can't control it and your peace is much more important. And just if it floods into so many different areas of life, whatever could take place, it just is what it is. And you have this choice to either accept Mm -hmm. or hold on to it and carry it. And then it carries over and and flows into other, other people, you know, places and things as your day goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was the biggest thing is recognizing what do I have control over Cause that was really what was creating the stress. And, you know, you mentioned it, you know, a little earlier, it's like, all there really is, is, is love. There's love or fear. So if we're not operating from love, we're in fear. And that's exactly what, what the control, the focus of control was. It's like fear of, you know, whatever was about to happen Fear that we're not going to have enough fear that they're, you know, whatever it is, you know, for me, it was just, Anytime I focus on trying to control the outcome or situation and it didn't happen the way that I wanted or the way that I expected, I would yeah, immediately go into that, that stress response, into survival. And once I really started understanding that, I'm like, okay, what can I control? The only thing I can control is my thoughts, how I feel, what I think, what I say, what I do. That's all I control. Anything else, anyone outside of me, I can't control. And so mm-hmm. I really started surrendering because that was the biggest thing. I mean, it's hard to do surrender, but it's harder, in my opinion, to resist. And because, yeah, yeah, when we're constantly resisting, we're just going to feel the tightness, the tension, the stress in our body. But once we really surrender to the things that we can't even control, that's when we're going to experience more peace in our life. Mm. And I realized, yeah, I, you know, on my journey as an entrepreneur, there are a lot of things that were way outside of my control. You know, running a business, so many things happen that are way outside of your control. And I had to learn to just surrender it into it. Um, Cause I was yet yeah, seeking the achievement. I was seeking the validation, everything that we've been talking about. And the more that I was seeking um, success and achievement and validation, the less successful I felt and the more I was trying to control the the less like in control I felt 
Mm-hmm. And so once I started to surrender, I realized that um, everything that I was seeking, it was actually what I really wanted. I thought the success, the validation, you know, the achievements, I thought all those things were going to bring me peace, happiness, fulfillment, and love. But then I realized, you know, if that's what I was really seeking, because yeah, we can, you know, wish we had this car or a bigger house or this status, you know, or you know, whatever it is that you're seeking, like tune into what, what is the feeling you're really after? What do you think having that thing is going to make you feel? Because that's what you're really after. You're not really after that thing. We think that thing is going to bring us that feeling, but no, what we're really after is the feeling because we're not feeling that right now. And so once I realized that, I'm like, okay, I really am after feeling more peace, more love, more happiness, more joy, more fulfillment. I'm like, well, what's stopping me from feeling that right now? (laughs) I'm like, Mm, my own self. (laughs) It was my Mm -hmm. own self. I love that. And, you know, what stands out to me is keeping the outcome you want in the forefront. And, you know, no matter whether you have the time or don't have the time, you're spending the time either way doing something that's not giving you the result you want. And so that is my guiding post when I'm going through stuff or I'm reacting more than I'd like, or I'm spending my time doing things that aren't yielding me and and feels more draining, but yet I'm now getting mad at myself why I don't have the outcome that I want. And so I literally stop myself and I get mad at me and I say, okay, I want to focus. I literally have to redirect my focus so that I can be in alignment with the outcome that I want and work my way towards that. Otherwise, it will never happen. Like no one's coming to save you to redirect you on that course unless we're blessed enough to work with you, Kate, and then you can help redirect us. Exactly. Um, Yeah, exactly. And so I love that you shared that story because it's so true. I mean, the things that you want are just a matter of you redirecting your focus. And even in those heated moments where, yes, lead with love, it's easier said than done. But no, it's literally saying, okay, I'm stopping. I'm literally stopping in my tracks, taking a breath and and envisioning how do I want this conversation to go? How do I want my morning to go? What am I going to spend my time on in the evening? I've given myself a new thing where I'm done with my phone by nine o'clock. And that's my free time to then do what I want because what happens is I get in the scroll hole and I'm looking at all the things that Instagram knows that I want to see and it just keeps me in this never-ending vortex. And then all the time that I wanted to spend reading, journaling, in my thoughts, gets completely eaten alive by the vortex. (laughs) Exactly. That's really it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, So as we wrap things up here, you know, we're entering the holiday season and this brings up a lot of stuff like unwanted, unnecessary. You just don't even want to deal with it. You know, you kind of want to just breeze over it if you can, but we're faced with it. We're faced with, you know, the family dinners, the gatherings, the parties, and the conversations that you know are going to come up, the comments that are just going to like, Oh, under your skin. How do you navigate that? I know you've gone through some of your own challenges within your family dynamics, like we all have. What are some of the tips that you have to keep our nervous system regulated going throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great question. And yeah, as you mentioned, according to my own personal experience, when I first 
got married to my husband, my family did not like him. They didn't accept him. And so I would say the first six years were rough. <laughs> Every time I either I went home for Christmas or he came with me, there was a lot of tension and I could feel it. And I just continued to just do the work on myself. And over time, I realized a shift happened. And that's because I had to actually create the outcome, like we've already been talking about, create the outcome that I wanted. And so what I really wanted was to experience peace and to go into the holiday and just feeling relaxed and just enjoying everybody and everybody accepting each other, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all different people. We have our own personalities. We have our own beliefs. We have our own traditions. We have, you know, do things a different way. Even if you grew up in the same household, I realized once I got away, I actually started doing things my own way. And it wasn't always accepting of what my parents did, what my sisters did. And so um, the first step I recommend is, is going before going into the holiday, just really focus on the outcome that you want, but not just any outcome, because sometimes we'll focus on things like, I don't want this to happen. I don't recommend focusing on what you don't want to happen because when we focus on what we don't want, we just get more of it. <laughs> so, yeah. And the second it does happen, you yeah. like fly off the rails. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then we wonder like, why is this happening? Well, because you're focusing on what you don't want. So it keeps yeah. happening. And that's just like how things work energetically in the world. Where our focus goes, energy flows. Tony Robbins talks about that all the time. And so for me, it was like, oh, I don't want there to be tension. Well, every time I went home, there was tension. And so I realized, okay, what do I want? I want there to be peace. So it's like, if you want peace with your family, you have to be the one to have that peace within yourself. You have to be the example. And I realized, okay, if I'm going in with tension to see my family, you know, no wonder there was tension coming back at me. And so after six years, I released all that. I'm like, you know what? We're going to go and I'm just going to love my family for who they are. So focus on the outcome. And the second thing is release expectations and perceptions <laughs> and just like mm -hmm. love your family for who they are see them for who they are. And once I did that, it was, it was a game changer. Like I got to love my mom for who she is, love my dad for who she is, love my sisters for who they are. And even my husband noticed a shift in the tension. Like he's like, there was no tension. And he's like, I actually enjoyed myself. And they enjoyed having him. They gave me a, a Chris or an Christmas card, a birthday card because his birthday's like a couple days before Christmas. And that was the first time. And it was such a beautiful experience. And we had such a great time. Now he actually looks forward to going for Christmas every year. They look forward to having him for Christmas every year. So it really changed the dynamic. So yeah, release the expectations, release the perceptions. And then the, the third thing is just sending them love. Just love your family. Because when we go in and just loving them for who they are, like I said, it, it really shifts everything. Because when mm -hmm. we have these expectations and, and perceptions about how it's going to be and who these people are, again, we're focusing on what we don't want and we're going to experience more of it. And so another yeah. thing Tony Robbins always says, trade expectation for appreciation. So how can we be more present? How can we enjoy? How can we appreciate the people in our life and recognize, you know, we can only control what we can control. We can't control how they think, how they feel, how they act, how they respond, but we can control how we think, how we feel, how we act and how we respond. Mm -hmm. And so be the example, show up and respond from love. And if they don't reciprocate, do the same. That's okay. That's on them. That's their work to do. But all you can do is just be love. And I guarantee it will shift everything. 
Yeah. It's so I've gone through my own journey as well when it comes to family dynamics, not being accepted, not not just my my spouse not being accepted, who I'm with, but also my own self, right? As I am, who I am, what I am. And it 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 always comes up because sometimes your family members just can't help themselves. And one thing that's helped me is, you know, one of two things. One um, redirecting the conversation. So as I mentioned earlier, kind of redirecting your focus for your own stuff. But of course, when you're dealing with others, you know, gently redirecting that conversation and saying, listen, I love you too much for us to go down this road again or down this conversation. Or we already know where this conversation is going to lead us because clearly we have opposing views and that's okay. And sometimes you have to lay that groundwork to say, listen, we're not doing this this time. We are here. I'm here to enjoy you. I'm here to love you. We're here to create new memories together. Let's focus on that. Otherwise, it it will ruin our time when we could be creating this outcome and working towards this outcome instead. And I like to preface it that way because you you show them the picture. We we're choosing what we're painting. I'd rather paint this instead. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't want to paint that picture with you, then you obviously are not aligned in, in the greater vision. And that's okay too. And I've also had to come ter- to terms to accept that sometimes they're also not ready to, to receive that greater vision if they want to be stuck painting the old picture. Um, and I've had to, you know, go on and paint a different canvas somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> which hurts, but you have to also honor yourself, right? And and the vision that you want to hold true to you. So um, Kate, please share with us what are the best places for us to find you, follow you, and of course, you know, dive into a bit about your programs, the different things you have going on. You also are an author and are currently writing a new book. Share with us all of the details. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Uh, you can definitely find me online on Instagram at the Kate Vasquez and that is Vasquez with two Z so V-A-Z-Q-E-Z. If you do V-A-S you won't find me. So <laughs> the Kate Vasquez. And uh definitely reach out to me. Send me a DM. Um especially once you listen to this episode, I'd love to hear what your takeaways are. Um love, love, love connecting with people online, especially Instagram. But also you can find me on my website at radiantbydesign.com. And on there, I have the option if you want to book a free 30-minute call. You know, you have some challenges, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, you want to chat it out and see how I can help you book that call. But I also have my um, podcast course called Already Enough. And that's because as you've listened to here, you know, here today, because of my own personal challenges and trials that I went through and the mindset work that I had to do to just really shift my state and help me recognize that limiting belief I'm not enough because one, I realized I'm not the only one that had this belief. Like every single one of my clients also has this belief. So I'm not alone in having that belief and recognizing it, how it was impacting my life, but not only recognizing that, having the tools to be able to, you know, recognize when it's coming up and saying, okay, I'm not going to let you control my life today because <laughs> I do, because I, I am enough, but just stating I am enough, obviously is not going to help us to believe that we are enough and that we are worthy because it contradicts the belief I'm not enough. So again, we have to create 
new beliefs create new patterns, a new way of living for us to really step into feeling like we already enough. And so because of this journey that I've been on over the last six years, I packaged it into a podcast course because that way you can listen to it on the go, on your own time, whenever you want. Um, episodes are five to 15 minutes um, per episode. So yeah, you're not going to hear me rambling. You're going to get exactly what you need for each episode and just simple steps to start implementing this into your life right away. Because I even say this in the course, like consuming information is one thing, but taking action is how you're going to make the changes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we're going to have the link to the podcast course already enough as a continuation of this episode, which is continuing to dive into the nervous system regulation, how to integrate that into your life. You're going to have Kate in your ears, as she said, for those five to 15 minutes. And I'm going to be doing the course myself because I've been a little more reactive in life lately too. <laughs> Um, and I think it's so, so perfect and so fitting for the time and the season that we're in going into a new year, like ending a year, going into new year, we're going to be integrating all of our new goals and just, you know, revelations and things that we want to put, pour into the world and materialize them. So, um, I can't wait for you guys to check out that link and continue on this journey of integrating your nervous system regulation or really tuning into those core beliefs because it's who we are. Like, the stuff that we're made up of love is perfect. It's perfect. We're the ones that mess it up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we go into overthinking and overanalyzing, but it's like, no, we can, that, and that's where we get stuck. It's just like all the, all the thoughts and the beliefs that just pull us into that thinking. And once we start to create that awareness, so we're going to talk about the awareness piece too. It's just, it's so important. And that's where you get to do the work in the Already Enough podcast course. Yes. But before I love that, that point, um, if you want to learn your stress response, because we also dove into stress response types today, you can also take my quiz, which is also available on the website as well. So you can learn right away, what is your that first stress response that you tend to go into? And then jump into Already Enough, and it's going to teach you how to be able to yeah, move out of that stress response back into that flow state so you can respond from that place of just love and, and, and live in that peaceful, calm state, whatever state that is that you want to live in every single day. I am obsessed. <laughs> I love it. I'm one of those people that's like, okay, once I can put a name to it and like, oh my God, that it just, it allows you to relinquish that pressure. I'm like, oh my God, this is me. Like, this is why I do what I do. Oh my God, I get it. So Kate, thank you so much for helping us get it here today and really just peeling back those layers and getting super raw real and vulnerable with us you guys be sure to find kate on instagram check out her website radiant by design we'll also have as i mentioned the links in the show notes below including the podcast course which i love that it's a podcast course like so fun never heard of that before i love it thank you so much for joining us on the elevate your life podcast i hope it gave you exactly what you were looking for this show brings me so much joy and i'm so happy to have this space for these amazing conversations and guests to support the show please rate and review and share it with your loved ones if you want to be reminded of new episodes click the subscribe button on your preferred podcast or video player you can sign up for my newsletter in the show notes below to receive my favorites and updates. 
Till next week, you guys, find us on Instagram and tag us wherever you are listening at Elevate with Eliana. Sending you so much love and remember, you got this.